There's only one road into Key West, but you won't believe where it can take you. Travel back in time to a city rich with history. Discover amazing artists and musicians. Taste seafood fresh off the boat, or just kick back and soak up the island vibe. For more about Key West, visit flakeys.com. Key West, close to perfect, far from normal. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. Viator is a website and app where you can book travel experiences like hiking Mount Kilimanjaro in Tanzania or enjoying the views while cruising on a catamaran in the Caribbean. They offer everything from simple tours to extreme adventures. With over 300,000 bookable experiences in 190 countries, there's something for everyone. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. When you book a travel experience with Viator, there's always flexibility and support with free cancellation, payment options, and 24-7 service. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10. That's V-I-A-T-O-R-10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. You're about to experience a life-giving message from Bishop Kevin Foreman, pastor of Harvest Church. One church in global locations. To find out more about Bishop Foreman and Harvest Church, visit our website at www.harvestchurch.church. Your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. Give online in our mobile app or text the word giving to 59769. Remember to love God, love people, and love life. It's going to be good for us. I'm going to preach at Speedy Gonzalez, okay? So somebody said, Bishop, talk fast. Well, I'm going to talk faster. Now I need you to listen faster. Let's go. <laughs> All right. All right, lift your Bible, let's make our confession of faith. I've got my, my phone up because I've got the Harvest Mobile app, and I look, uh, you can read the whole Bible through the app in one year. Let's go. I am ready to hear, then do your word, which I'm about to receive, which makes all things new. In Jesus' name, amen. Father, speak to us now with clarity. Speak to us with power, Lord. We need to hear from you. Father, we thank you that your word says that you that have begun a good work in us, you shall complete it until the day of Christ Jesus. What does that mean? You're working on us. That means our love is getting better. Our patience is getting better. Our prayer is getting better. Our serving, our giving, everything about us is getting better. So, Father, we submit to the process of you making us better. Let's pray, y'all. And today we say when this word comes forth, let it speak directly to us. Answer prayers give instruction, give guidance. We need to hear from you. I pray everybody in this building and everybody on every digital campus that today they would know that they've left this experience not just having an encounter with a man, but having an encounter with the God of all men. Say, Lord, have your way. Say it, y'all. Say, Lord, have your way in me. Say, speak to me today, Lord, in Jesus' name. Come on, can you clap your hands and just give them a little praise right there? So listen, welcome. We are in week two of our series called Love and Blank. Why is it called Love and Blank? Because love is never alone. It always involves something or someone else. I need you to hear me. Love is a contact sport. What does that mean? It's going to involve some hits. 
But just because you take some hits in love doesn't mean you stop participating in the game, as it were. And for some of you, watch this. I've came to set your love back on fire today because you've gone through some circumstances that have made your love grow cold. The Bible says that the love of many would grow cold. That word cold there means it would turn into a trash heap. In other words, you would go through so much that your love would literally be burned down because you're let down. But I came today to let somebody know your love life is about to be set on fire. You miss me. So I'm going to say it again. And when I say love life, I don't just need you to think romantically. There's so much more to life than just romantic relationships. There are three dimensions of love. Love with God, love with yourself, and love with others. Say God, myself, and others. Every area of your love life today is going to be set on F-I-R-E because you do not have another year to waste because you've been let down. You don't have another decade to waste because you've been let down. Everybody in the building, everybody online say, Lord, set my love on fire. Y'all ain't saying it like you mean it. Say it like you mean it. Say, Lord, set my love on fire. Yeah, because you know what happens? We all experience let down. Letdown is when you're disappointed because your expectations weren't met in one of the three dimensions of love. Luke 10, 27 shows us those love uh, dimensions. He says, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your strength, all your mind, and your neighbor as yourself. Check it out. There's three dimensions there. He says, the first love dimension is with God. And hear me. That's the most important, church. I need you not chasing being a better, watch this girlfriend before you chasing being a better giver. Let's go. I need you not chasing being a better husband before you're chasing being a better Christian. If you get this out of whack, then all of this is going to be messed up. If this ain't right, this can't be right. But the second dimension of love, watch this. He says, is, watch this, love your neighbor as yourself, which means the way I love others is a direct representation of how I love me. Some of you get mad at people that they don't love you, but you need to say, do they even love themselves? Let's talk. Because you can never give to me what you don't give to you. See, if you don't give you loyalty, why am I expecting it from you? If you don't give you consistency, why am I expecting it from you? Watch me. If you don't forgive you, why am I expecting you to forgive me? So you got to love your neighbor as yourself. As makes it a mathematical equation. So my love to others is directly equal to what I give me. But I can't give me or you what I haven't gotten from God. Let's go. So I got to make sure things are right with God first. Somebody say, Lord, I love you. That's why we started there last week and spent last week dealing specifically with that love relationship with God. Why? Because it's very important that that's right because if that's not right, then nothing else will be right. The most you can give other people is strong like if you don't have God. Why? The Bible says, what did we learn last week? That God is love. So if I don't have God, I can't give you love because I don't have it. Some of y'all get mad with people because all they give you is strong like, but baby, that's all they got. Anita said it like this. I'm giving you the best that I get. That's all they got. But for you and everybody on your road, this is going to be the best love decade of your life. This is going to be the best love year of your life. If you believe it, release a praise for five seconds. Go, five, four, come on, three, come on, y'all, two, one. Somebody holler love, love. 
So if I've got three dimensions of love relationships, that means I can feel let down by those three dimensions of love relationships. I can feel let down by people. I can feel let down by God. And I can feel let down by myself. Let's deal first, watch this, with people. Now, listen. With people, anybody ever been let down by somebody? Okay, listen. Here's the truth. You are always going to experience let down with people. Why? Love is a contact sport. Sometimes they're going to drop the ball. And the same forgiveness you want is the same forgiveness you got to give. Some of y'all are unforgiving when somebody lets you down. But you forget about all the times you dropped the doggone ball and it's all the way over there. Y'all ain't saying nothing to me. Touch your neighbor and say, give what you want. Give what you want. See, here's how it works with God. Whatever I want, I got to give because I reap what I sow, which means if I want good love, I got to give good love. If I want loyal love, I got to give loyal love. If I want good friends, I got to be a good friend because I cannot expect that which I have not first given. So we all experience let down with people. Let's go 1115. We all experience let down with people where our expectations were not met. And you've got to be careful that you don't allow let down to take you down. Because what happens when they don't meet your expectations, one of two things happens. Either you lower them or you loathe them. Either you lower them, your expectations. And that's dangerous because you wanted what you wanted. So now, watch this. If I came in here wanting Chinese food and then you offer me a piece of pepperoni pizza, I may eat it, but that ain't what I wanted. Mm. Which means every time I look at you, I'm reminded that I settled. Shut your doggone mouth. But then the second thing, I feel like preaching here. But then the second thing, watch me, is that you will loathe them. L-O-A-T-H-E. You will then have a dissension and a resentment and even a hatred for them because you'll look at them and say, why aren't you meeting my expectations? Stop. Here's the number one reason. Because you're anticipating what you didn't, artic or what you didn't articulate. You didn't say it, you thought it, and you get mad that they didn't meet your thoughts. Shut up. You get mad that they didn't, I don't mean shut up, literally, it's a figure of speech. You get mad that they didn't know what you were thinking because you think everybody's like you. So because you would have thought to do it like this, you think they should think to do it like this. And so now you feel disappointed and let down by them, but you never told them you wanted roses. You just said, do something nice. Y'all ain't going to say nothing right now. You never told her that you needed her to pray for you. You just hoped that she would. So what ends up happening is that you are anticipating something that's never been articulated. And so you're not actually mad at them. You're mad at the fact that you couldn't say what you wanted. Ooh, the song says, tell me what you want. You got to open up your mouth and say something. Touch somebody next to you say, open up your mouth. You ready? So look, so look, so look, so look. When you get let down by people, you'll either lower them or loathe them. And here's the danger in either place is that let down, if you're not careful, can take you down. In Galatians 5 and 7, the Apostle Paul writes to the church of Galatia. So all of these letters, Galatians, Corinthians, Colossians, these are actual cities. And so the Apostle Paul is writing to these cities. And in most instances, he's writing letters to these cities, and the letters are to the leaders, and then the leaders read it to the people. So he's leading, watch this, vicariously through his delegated leadership. This is important to understand with love because love often has to be delegated. What do you mean? See, I get it from God to give it to you. I'm delegating what he gave me to you. Watch the imagery. Now, in this, they're doing good. And look what he says. You were running well. Stop. Were. He said, baby girl, you got off track. Sir, you got off track. Son, 
You got off track. Daughter, you got off track. He says, you were doing good. You weren't just walking. You were running. In other words, he says, you finally were making, let's go, progress in your life. And then you experienced letdown with people. And the letdown you experienced with people, it now has hindered you. But they used to sing a song in the old church says, no man cannot Hinder me. Y'all don't know that. That's old school church. Uh, and it said that way on purpose. The song said, no man cannot hinder me. Would you look at somebody next to you and say, don't let a man hinder you. And man there means man or woman. Don't let anybody hinder you. Watch me. You ain't why I started. You ain't going to be why I stopped. You didn't call me, so you ain't going to shut me down. Y'all ain't talking to me. You didn't put me up, so you ain't going to take me down. I cannot let let down make me go down. He said, you were running well. He said, but somebody hurt you. Look at somebody next to you and say, who hurt you? Somebody hurt you. They hindered you. Watch this. The inference of the word hindered there is that you are impeded because you've been cut. Let's talk. You are impeded because you've been cut. I'll say it a third time so that everybody on your road gets it. He says you're impeded because you've been cut. In other words, you've been hurt and you've been let down. And so now, watch this. You stop running. And now, you're walking. And some of you, if you're not careful, you ain't walking. You've parked on the dance floor. And 2020 is a dance party for you. What does that mean? I'm expecting blessing after blessing, celebration after celebration, good thing after good thing. It doesn't mean I'm not going to have some valleys, but this is a year where all things are new. This is a year where, watch this, Joshua made it in Joshua chapter 10, where he told the sun to stand still and the moon not to move. This is the year I'm going to be strong and courageous, bold and creative. But some of you, you've gotten stuck. You've gotten stuck because you've been hurt. And that hurt has now hindered you because that letdown made you go down because now you've used 7 billion people based on an experience with one. I'm done. I'm done. Ain't no good men out there. Baby, you literally have only dated four. And you dated wrong. Mm. You dated wrong because you made decisions up front. Let's go. You didn't even wait 90 days to see what you were really dealing with. And watch this. And you watch this. You slacked on your responsibilities to, to go play house. Let's talk. Y'all ain't saying nothing to me. And so what ends up happening now is watch this. Put the verse up. He says, you are hindered. And watch what you're hindered from, obeying the truth. He says, you know what to do, but you don't do it. And he says, you've been hindered because of let down. I need you to lay your hands on yourself say, not this decade. Please open your mouth and say it. Say, not this decade. Bishop, why do you have us keep talking? Why do you have us touch our neighbor? Guys, this isn't preaching tricks. It's not because I don't have nothing else to do. Hear me. It is because we got to activate the principles of the scripture. Matthew 18, 19 says, wherever two or three touch on anything, it shall be done for them. Which means every time I touch my neighbor, I'm standing in agreement with my neighbor that whatever we said is getting ready to happen. Y'all better make sure you sit next to somebody that believes this Bible. If I can get somebody to agree with me, I'm getting ready to see manifestation. Would you have five somebody next to you and say, this is going to be your best decade ever? Why is it going to happen? Because Proverbs 18:21 says, life and death are in the power of the tongue, and they that love it shall eat its fruit. Which means I got to say it before I see it, because if I don't say it before I see it, I ain't going to ever see it. Let me back that thing up. Let me run that back. I got to say it before I see it, because if I never say it, I'll never see it. Which means declare this over your life. Say, say your first name. 
Say, your best decade ever is here. I hope you ain't sitting next to somebody that ain't going to go nowhere. I hope you ain't sitting next to somebody that's sitting there and ain't touching and ain't saying nothing. If you sit next to somebody that ain't saying nothing, don't let their silence shut you down. Speak it over your own life. Say, my best decade ever. Here. Now. Wait a minute, wait a minute. So look, he tells them in Galatians, he says, you got off the right track because of a who, not a what. Look at me. What you go through never stops you. Because you're built to bend, not to break. So let me be honest with you. Stop saying, I just went through, I just went through something and it, what didn't do nothing to you? Let me tell you how you got off track. Who? It was the who in the what that got you off track. The divorce wasn't a problem. You knew it was over years ago. The issue was, the issue was who? Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me right now. What happened in your business wasn't a problem. It was the who's that jumped ship before trying to help you rescue it. That's the problem. That's what the Bible says in Romans 8. Not what can separate us from his love, but who can separate us from his love. Because if you're not careful, let down or make you go down, but not you. Please declare this over your life. Say, not happening to me. Say, not this year. Say, not this decade. So then what are my options, Bishop, once I've been let down by someone? Well, listen, at a certain point, you have to deduce that, watch this, either they don't understand it or they're not going to do it. So the first time when you're interacting with people, you got to learn how to communicate and not immediately shut down. Some of you immediately shut down because of one letdown. And so you said you want a good morning text. You didn't get a good morning text. And I'm, I'm done. I am so over it. Make sure they understood that. Y'all ain't saying nothing to me. With some of you, with some of you with friends and stuff, you got to make sure that you are clear. Got it? You got to make sure you communicate. But once I've been clear and I understand what I meant and you understand what I meant, if we keep having the same conversation, I love you, but I'm getting out of the letdown radius. Let me have that. Because see, what happens for many people is that, because what about forgiveness? What about grace? What about mercy? This is forgiveness, grace, and mercy. See, because here's what some Christians think that means. And this isn't Bible. You just let people just walk over you, do you wrong, lie to you, steal from you, beat you down. That was more urban, but you took it to church. That's cool. All right. Here's the deal. And then so now what happens is, what happens is, what they're stepping on is your sense of value. Your sense of worth. And so you'll think, well, you know, I got to forgive, so just let them keep on stepping. I don't know. That's my version. Watch me. And, here, and here's what this says. I said what I said. We talked about it. You understood it. You knew what I meant. You said you knew what I meant. So you just chose not to do it. This has been happening repeatedly. I love you. You can do this over here, but you ain't going to do it to me. Let's go. You can do whatever you got to do, but you ain't going to do it. 
see, because we think forgiveness, grace, and mercy means that we allow people we say we love to repeatedly step on, spit on. And let me be clear with some of y'all, because some of y'all, you're not getting stepped on, you're getting checked. And you're not used to being checked. And so you think anytime somebody say, don't do it like that, but why she got to say it like that? Because you don't listen with regular words, so you needed some other ones. All right. Thank you. Let me just get that straight, because some people, some, some of y'all, watch this, you're so unchecked the moment anybody says anything to you, you're talking about you getting stepped on. You didn't get stepped on, you were trying to get put on. Touch your neighbor and say, I need some friends to check me. You need some people in your life to say, you're doing too much. Shut all of that up and have several seats. Watch me. Here's how you know people really love you. They will risk you discontinuing the friendship to tell you the truth. You may not like me after what I got to say, but I ain't going to be accused of being a lying, half-put-together, stank-a-lank, ratchet friend. Huh? Google those words. All right. So after it's clear you're just not going to do it, then I just have to get out of it. Listen, I'm going to need that seat up off of you. I'm not going to fight you to do right by me. See, here's what we do with a lot of people. Can I tell you where a lot of your... Listen, can I tell you what's crazy? How you go in your house and ain't nobody talking? Because everybody want to have attitudes with one another. Because everybody let down. Everybody slamming stuff. You're let me all slamming doors and... I, that ain't part of my religion. I. <laughs> listen, listen. How you gonna be riding in your car and it's so much tension? Won't nobody talk? Touch your neighbor and say, not this decade. Well, I don't want to talk about it right now, but baby, go get in your own car because we ain't doing that up in here. I love you, but we ain't doing that up in... Ooh, y'all got quiet right there. I don't like your silence. Don't try that with me. You're going to learn today. You have to let people, watch this. You got to learn how to not let people hinder you. So that's fine. So you don't want to do it. That's okay. Well, you ain't going to mess me down. You ain't shut me down. And it's not that I don't love you. I'm just not in your letdown radius anymore. Oh, you don't want to go? Okay, I'm going with the goers. You don't want to support? Okay, I'll go with the supporters. You ain't going to be there. God will raise up somebody to be there. David's brothers wouldn't be there for him, so the Lord had to raise up some mighty men that would do what his brothers wouldn't do. Come on here. Some of y'all keep thinking, but I need them. God will raise you up somebody that will do it, and you won't have to beg them to do it. Touch your neighbor say, I'm not begging anybody this year. Let me move. Let me move. So, so once it's clear, I'm not fighting and going to be all let down and hurt. It may hurt for a little bit. Then I'm going to get up. Keep it moving. That's not not loving. That's just simply saying, I can't let let down. Take me down. And keep me down. I got to run. Because I'm in my best decade. And I want you to run with me. But if you don't want to run with me, look at In Bad Boys 3, Martin kept talking about he was retired. And Will, Will, if you ain't seen it, it's all right. Just, it's, you'll be all right. Um, <laughs> love you. 
Go see it. After the thing today. I, um, watch. Martin kept talking about he's going to retire. He's going to retire. He don't want to do this no more. He's going to retire. He's going to retire. And Will kept begging him. I thought we were bad boys for life, man. I got a grandson. I got a grandkid. Whatever. I got a grandkid and all that. And, you know, and all that. And so, you know, Will was kind of hurt behind it. But Will kept it moving. He was like, well, I'm not going to quit the force because you want to retire. Don't let other people's indecision mess with your decisions. Somebody said, I got to keep it moving. And can I be honest with you? You don't want nobody in your circle that ain't, can I help you with something? That don't want to be there. Or that's, watch me, or that's not sure they want to be there. So can I help you? Let me drop this on you. Let's move to the next point. Watch this. For many of you, you need to simply say, listen, there's one thing I'm sure about. I don't want nobody around me that's not sure they want to be there. So since you're not sure, I'm going to help you. I release you from the responsibility of accountability to me. I release you. It's okay. I ain't mad. I'm not upset. I understand we're in different places in life. But you are not going to hinder. Come on, y'all. You're not going to hinder me. Let's move. We let ourselves down when we don't follow through on what we say we're going to do or what we plan to do. Anybody ever said you're going to do something I've done it? Is everybody. Anybody ever plan to do something you didn't do it? Got it? You know, you know, you make all these impossible goals. Let's, let's talk about some of these impossible goals. You don't even like mornings. Somebody you're going to get up and go to the gym at five. You don't even enjoy mornings. Come on, y'all. We thank you. I got one honest person. The rest of you, I guess the rest of y'all be in the gym. Okay, got it. I understand. <laughs> we all have done that. Let's look at the Bible here. The reason that this is so important, because remember, love your neighbor as yourself. So sometimes a couple of things happen. One is that you are expecting from others what you don't give to yourself. So you hold others to a high standard that you don't hold yourself to. So the moment somebody don't keep their word to you, I'm done, I'm done, I'm done. But you never deal with you that way about the four million times you've let yourself down. That happens. Sometimes the other thing that happens as it relates to ourselves is that our word no longer becomes good. Watch me, to ourselves. So we will know we didn't mean what we said. And eventually, our trust, watch me, in ourselves deteriorates. Got it? Which is why we get to James chapter 5, verse 12. He says, but above all, my brothers, don't swear. Why do you have to swear? Because your word's no good. I swear for God. I put that on my, think about some of the stuff. I put that on my so-and-so's grave. Stop. First of all, that's not even legit collateralization. Let's talk business for a minute. How are you going to put that on a house that's in somebody else's name? <laughs> and that house is no longer here. <laughs> this ain't even good collateral, so you can keep your swear, okay? It says, do not swear either by heaven or earth, about any other. But let your, come on, everybody, say it with me. Let your yes be yes. Come on, read with me. And your no be no. Stop. He says, keep your word to yourself. He said, discipline yourself to where if you say, I'm not eating no more white bread. That's why I ain't never said that. <laughs> I already know. I plan to have lots of it today. You better hear me. 
I'll ask for forgiveness later. Okay. <laughs> I'm just playing. All right, watch me. Look, y'all. Let your yes be yes and your no be no. Keep your word. So if you say I'm going to do A, you knock out heaven, hell, Goliath, and whatever else you got to to keep your word. If there's anything I've tried to do as a pastor is to keep my word. If I say I'm going to do something, I strive. I may have, listen, I may d- deal with delay, but baby, I'm still going to get to where I said I'm going. To keep my word. Got it? And when I don't, I strive to say, hey, listen, I messed up there. I didn't keep my word and do what I'm going to do. See, this isn't about perfection. This is about cleaning up what you messed up. Here's what happens if you don't keep your word to you. It's the end of the verse. You'll fall under condemnation. And what condemnation, think of a house. If a house is condemned, they're saying nobody can stay here. I was talking to them at the 915 about um, um, model homes. And model homes used to be a thing, and I guess people still do it today, but uh, model home, they still do it? So where people would go to the model home, see the house, and say, ooh, look at this house. And then when you go in the house, you look, and you see all the beautiful options. Now, the model house always has the nicest of the options. Now, you go in there, and they say it's two, well, not in Denver, 250, but you go in there, and they say it's 415. <laughs> and that's for a house the size of the stage from over there to over there. All right? <laughs> a little bigger. You got a bathroom, huh? I forgot. <laughs> all right? Now, listen, they're going to uh, talk about all the options. They're going to show you all the options. And now, you may go in there for 415, but the house, you know, after you put all the options in there, you know, it's going to be 840. You know, because that stove ain't the, ain't the real cost of the stove. That's shipping and handling. Apparently, they're shipping it from, you know, Antarctica. $2,000 to ship a $3,000 oven. I don't understand that. Like, can we just go pick it up? Let's go pick it up. I got the U-Haul. Let's go pick it up. All right. You save a little bit. If we get it back in an hour, that's only 39 plus miles. I'm just... Who installing it? Let me help him know. Let me help him because I maybe they ain't doing it right. I'll help. I'll hold something. Kind of cut some of these costs. What? Here's the deal. When you think of a house that's been condemned, nobody can stay there. Nobody can live there. When you think of a model house, a model house has all of the nice options. It has all of the nice features. It's decorated. It's laid out. Here's what's dangerous when you let you down and you don't watch this do anything to stop it and keep your word. Is that eventually, what does the verse say? It says you're going to fall into this condemnation. Which means you'll destroy your own house, watch this, with your lack of discipline in your word. So what does this mean? Now, when you have a condemned house, you attract a different buyer. Come on, come on, come on. When your house is raggedy, you attract a different type of buyer than the model house. Y'all ain't saying nothing to me. Nobody gets dressed and, and, and goes and gets a little something to eat after church to go look at condemned houses. They go look at model houses. What are you trying to say to me, Bishop? Is that if you're not careful, you'll wonder why you keep attracting condemned folk. Come on, y'all. It's because you watch this. That's what you think you're really worth. You will think that you are worth that, and so you will attract that. Some of you are like, I don't know why my picker ain't good. I can't put good friends, can't pick good this. I'll tell you why. It's because in your mind, watch this, you have reduced your value to being a condemned house and not a model house. But let me remind you today of who God says you are. You are the interruption to the dysfunction in your bloodline. You are the curse breaker in your bloodline. You are the history maker in your bloodline. Somebody say, yes, I am. But if you don't do something, what does that mean? Just let your yes be yes. Do what you say you're going to do. Because eventually you have to have trust in you. 
It's difficult to believe a God you can't see when you can't believe the person in the mirror you can see. So what, how do I do this, Bishop? How do I do this? I forgive myself, and then I just get it right tomorrow. And if I, do, if I don't do what I said I'm going to do, then watch this. Then I get it fixed. I fix it. We live in a generation now where people will screw up and then be arrogant about it. Y'all ain't going to talk to me. Please, please say amen so I ain't got to comment on current events. Please. Please. Mm-mm, mm-mm. I don't want to do it. Okay? Here's the deal. You don't get to just mess up and not own it. Because in the long term, that's going to pile up. And at some point, even you will get... Let me clean it up. Even you will get sick and tired of your own stuff stinking. It's only so much load you can dump off in there. I had to take it another route, so you got it. I'm trying to leave current events alone. All right? Say, Lord, give me the grace to keep my word to myself. Love your neighbor. As yourself. So you'll never be able to keep your word with people if you don't keep your word to yourself. Here's the last and perhaps the most potent. You can feel let down with God because, because you didn't get what you were expecting. Can we have a moment of honesty? How many in the room, how many online, if you're online, do the hand wave emoji. How many people you'll say, I felt let down by God at some point or another? Got it? You prayed for somebody healed and they didn't make it. You prayed for a financial breakthrough. And it broke down. You pray for your marriage to get better. They got to watch. Let's make a word. A worse. <laughs> you pray for good friends and you seemingly got the real housewives. Y'all ain't saying nothing. Can't trust none of them. Y'all ain't saying nothing. I'm just joking. Just, just joking. I'm just joking. I, how many of us that let down made us. Can we go? Can we be for real for real? How many of us that let down made us question the legitimacy of God? Let's be real. Now, here's what we're all going to do. Everybody in this building, everybody in line, can I get you to lift both your hands? Say, Father, in Jesus' name, forgive me for thinking you aren't good because you are your good father. Come on, y'all say it. And you're perfect in all your ways. So please forgive me for having the audacity to judge you. Let me show you. Can I show you what really happened? Let me show you what really happened. Let me show you what really happened. Let me show you what really happened. Um, with God, we often feel let down. Notice I said feel because sometimes you can feel it, but it's not real. See, some of y'all feel like a victim. You're not. You just, you just watch this. You've never, ever been held accountable for anything. And so accountability feels like victimization. All right? Watch me. Um, you can sometimes feel let down with God because you anticipated what wasn't articulated. Listen to me. You got exactly what you asked for or didn't ask for. If you look on the screen, James 4 and 2, the latter, well, let's just start at the beginning. You desire and do not have, so you murder. Murder here doesn't mean 
uh, uh, bang, bang. Murder here means that you, you take other people down. You ruin their reputation with your tongue. He says, so you want what they got, so you talk about how they got it, even though you don't know that to be factual. So you said, I don't know how she got that because, you know, I, you, know I, you don't know nothing. You don't know nothing. You ain't been to places he been. Or spend the grand to see. <laughs> Stop right there. Don't go no further than that song. I don't go no further. It says, you desire and you do not have. Got it? So you tear other people down because they have it. Hear me, church. We got to be the church, but this isn't true about us. Can I just get you to encourage somebody on your row and just say, I'm rooting for you. I'm not going to tear you down with my tongue because you got what I want. All right? He says, you covet and cannot obtain, so you fight and call. He says, you start fights and you have attitudes with people. You, you do this because it's your passive-aggressive way to demonstrate you feel let down. Let's talk. He says, so because you feel let down, you walk around and want everybody to know. <sighs> See, some of y'all ain't saying amen because that's what you do. <sighs> and, then, and then watch this. Somebody that cares about you says, what's wrong? Nothing. Well, then would you please shut up all of that sighing because you're putting a hurting on my neck. Touch your neighbor and ain't nothing wrong. Hush! Some of y'all, it's, it's amazing because some folks, like, you are waiting. Watch this. You need, ain't the Oscars today? We, some of y'all need to be on there. Because you are waiting for an audience. You get your emotions and your attitude ready to express your letdown. And I need you to know you can't let the devil see you sweat. Mm. Don't even let him know it affected you. Come on, y'all. Don't even let him know it bothered you. In other words, you got to be like Jesus. Jesus with uh, Judas, he says, man, whatever you got to do, do it quickly because I'm not going to have an attitude with the people that love me because you let me down. Because mm. who do you end up having the fighting and the calling with and the attitude with? The people who love you. The one that lets you down ain't even there. Put the verse up. They're not even there. He says, so you do not have, here's the part, because you do not ask. Look at me. I was doing a um, tr uh, thing for singles. We were doing uh, a few weeks ago, or a few months ago, I guess now. We were doing a thing for singles, and we were bringing up uh, things and what people pray for. And so people started typing stuff. Like, I'm just praying for a godly spouse. I'm just praying for somebody that loves the Lord. That loves the Lord, that God, with all their heart, soul, and strength. And I said, how many times have you been married? <laughs> you know, a few. Um. You know, I just, you know, I just, you know, the devil. Mm, that ain't the devil. You got what you asked for. You asked for somebody that loves God. David loved God, and David liked to dip. Y'all ain't saying nothing. The Bible says David was a man after God's own heart, but David didn't know how to control his loins. Talk to me, church. Why? Because it was David's way of feeling accepted. I want to preach now. David said, I feel accepted when I lay down because it removes the letdown of my daddy, Jesse. Come on. He says, I feel accepted when I'm in somebody's arms, even though I know they don't love me and I don't love them. In that moment, I am not reminded of the letdown that I experienced from my father, Jesse. This is what David says. And I don't know who this is for at this 11:15, but do not allow your letdown to make you lay down with dogs because you're going to get fleas. 
Not just romantically, but with friends. Not just, not just with friends, but with some of your family. Let's talk, y'all. So you'll ask for something, and you get exactly what you asked for. And then get mad that what you asked for wasn't what you imagined. So this morning, I was giving this a, a analogy of a chicken restaurant. So you go to a chicken restaurant, you go to a chicken restaurant, <clears throat> and you say, you know, listen, uh, hello, how may I serve you at such and such chicken restaurant? And you say, listen, just bless me. And just let it be big. Blow my mind. All right, that'll be 732 at the window. <laughs> Watch me. You ask for what? A blessing to be big. So then when you get to the window, you lower the window down. Here's what you thought that meant in your mind. A full patty chicken sandwich, the big box of chicken nuggets, two large waffle fries. Do they have sweet potato? He said, talk to me. Do they have sweet potato at that chicken restaurant? Oh, okay. I don't know. Uh, milkshake, and, and you expect a milkshake? And not, and not no little small milkshake. It's Friday. You've been working all week. You expect the big milkshake. It's your cheat day. Friday, your cheat day. Saturday, your cheat day. Sunday, your cheat day. Monday, your cheat day. <laughs> they have chocolate cake and chocolate cake and macaroni. They got all this at chicken restaurant? I might have to take that out the fast food category. I'm just... To me, anything with a drive-thru is fast food. So. And I don't do that. All right, watch me. That's what you imagine. What did you imagine? A four-patty chicken sandwich, the big wings, two big old things of waffle fries, a big milkshake, chocolate cake, and the mac. That's the best part. Hmm, with the sauce? Okay, I, there you go. Oh, the wing sauce. I mean, the, the different sauce. Polynesian chicken restaurant sauce. Clap your hand. You know what's funny? It's sometimes, can we just have an honest moment? Sometimes when you've been dealing with a lot, a good meal seems like a relief, don't it though? You can front if you want to. I'm going to tell the truth. Sometimes when I've been dealing with a lot, I'm like, I can't wait to just go sit down and have an enjoyable meal. He said he's the bread of life, but uh, and, until the end, I'm going to have some white bread and some whipped butter. <laughs> I'm like, for that 10 minutes, I feel so much better. Don't judge me, y'all front. Don't judge me. feel a lot of judgment, particularly on this side of the auditorium. I feel a lot of judgment coming at me. <laughs> I'm just joking. So here's the thing. Here's the thing. You get to the window. You pay your $7. Because in your mind, look at me, look at me. You hoped that they knew what was in your head is what you wanted in your bag. Problem is, that's not Bible. Bible says you're going to get what you ask for or don't ask for. So when you get up to the window, you pay your money, you're like, oh, yes, this is going to be good. It's about to go down. Matter of fact, I ain't even going home. I'm pulling into the parking lot. <laughs> how you know you're sitting next to a parking lot eater? Because they ain't saying that right now. That's how you know you're sitting 
They're like, God, dog, he saw me by the mall. Parking lot eater. It's <laughs> a whole lot of parking lot eaters at this Olympic. They're like, I ain't waiting till I get home. Uh-uh. Let me pull in the back corner. Y'all leave me alone. I've had a long week. I didn't come here for all this. <laughs> and then some of y'all will get on the phone while you eat. You make it a whole experience. Let me let my seat back. <laughs> you setting stuff up on the set? <laughs> I ain't, I ain't finna mess my car up over this meal now. <laughs> Just got it washed. All right, listen. So what happens is, you think, I'm finna get this four-piece, or this four-four, four-four, four-patty chicken sandwich, big wings or big nuggets, two fries, macaroni and cheese, chocolate cake, and a milkshake. You get the bag. When you get the bag, you open it up, it's a four-piece grilled children's nugget <laughs> with an apple juice. No fries, applesauce. <laughs> Your whole day is ruined. Watch me. And then, watch me. Let me tell you what you do. Let me tell you what you do. Let me tell you what you do. Because some of y'all have been through so much letdown, you ain't even pulling off. You're like, uh-uh, uh-uh, while you right there. This ain't right. This ain't right. What's not right about it? I asked you to bless me and give me something big. Ma'am, to my three-year-old, that is big. You got what you asked for, not what you thought. Y'all ain't saying them. So some of y'all feel let down by God because God gave you what you asked for and you were hoping he gave you what you thought. But I need you to learn how to open up your mouth and declare it with your words. Somebody say, I got to use my words. So then you feel let down. Now you're mad. You got an attitude with the person at the window. And then don't let them tell you pull up over here. Mm-mm, mm-mm, nope, nope. I'm going to sit right here. And I'm going to watch y'all make it. And here's the problem. Your letdown is now keeping anybody behind you from moving forward. And a lot of folk, you get angry with God and feel let down because he gave you what you asked for. You didn't ask for a four-patty chicken sandwich. You asked for something big. And to a three-year-old, that's a big meal. It's a lot of food. And you hear what I'm saying? Say, Lord, forgive me for expecting what I never asked for. This is why I challenge you to be on prayer with me on Monday nights. Even if you can't be on there live, Watch the replay. Why? Because there's a lot, watch this, that you're expecting that you've never asked for. And then you're mad at God. I don't know why God, why wouldn't God just do it? God knows what I need. Why wouldn't he do it? Same reason the person next to you ain't done it. You didn't open up your mouth and say it. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Say, Lord. Come on, y'all. We're about to close this thing. Give me the grace to ask for what I want. 
So let me show you the scripture that expresses letdown. John 11 and 3. We're going to go through it real fast, guys. We've got three minutes. How many minutes? Three. So the sister sent to him saying, Lord, he whom you love is ill. This is Lazarus. Somebody say Lazarus. Lazarus uh, uh, had two sisters, Mary and uh, Martha. How many sisters? Mary and Martha. But when Jesus heard it, he said, verse 4, this illness is not to death. It is for the glory of God so that the Son of God may be glorified through it. Stop. He said, I know he's sick, but his sickness is for my glory. Stop. Which means some of the things you experience that you are calling disappointment, God says, I want to get the glory out of it. Let's go. God says, I need to get the glory out of your story. Can I get you to open your mouth and say that? So, Lord, get the glory out of my story. Look at verse 5. Now, Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. So this is how we're able to, as, uh, to ascertain their familial relations. And can I help you understand something? Most of your letdown is going to happen right there with your own blood. Let's talk. Most of your letdown is going to happen with the people that look like you, talk like you, got your same last name, all of that. Why? Because that's who you spend most time around. So that's who it's most, you're most susceptible to be let down by. Now, watch. Why Jesus, uh, now, Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. Uh, now listen, there's love, but there's about to be a letdown. Somebody said there's about to be a letdown. Verse 6. So when, watch me, watch God. This is going to rock your world. So when he heard Lazarus was sick, look at me. You probably think he probably ran to Lazarus. Nope, look at what God did. Look at the screen. It says, he stayed two days longer in the place where he was. In essence, once he heard about the problem, Jesus began it. Watch this. Once he heard about the problem, Jesus paused. Because you think love means because you got an emergency is my emergency. And sometimes love doesn't mean, watch this, that your emergency is my emergency. So she was thinking Jesus is going to come and go. Mm -mm, Jesus said, uh-uh, uh-uh, uh-uh. We're going to stay here a couple more days. Y'all extend the reservation. Call down to the front desk. We ain't checking out. Got it? He stayed how many days longer? Two. Now watch this. Uh, um, uh, verse 14. Uh, but say this first, though. Say, God's schedule, God's schedule is for his glory. Look at me. Some of you feel behind schedule. You, listen, look at me. He's not obligated to, to work your little plan. But so why you got to say little? Because it's little compared to his, which is big. Lay your hands on yourself. Say, I declare I'm on schedule. Last week when I was flying, the flight was delayed like a million hours. And so... They said, and we were sitting out there, and I was getting stuff done. I was like, this is amazing. This is great. I need this extra time, so this is great. Getting stuff done, and it was delayed. And they said, uh, they said, even though we're leaving, I think it was an hour and a half, almost two hours later. They said, even though we're leaving later, they said, watch this. We're going to make the time up in the air. In other words, watch this. They said, we're not going to be two hours late to our destination. He said, watch this. When we get in the air, we're going to make it up, and we're going to increase our speed, and we're going to take a different route. Let's go. In other words, watch this. Somebody say, I am not off schedule. Say, I am not behind. Come on, release this. Say, I am right on time. You ought to release a praise for that. To everybody 50 plus that feels like I'm so behind. No, you're not. To everybody 20, 30, 40, whatever your age is, I rebuke you thinking that you are so far behind that God can't catch up in the sky. Look, 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 look. Verse, four, uh, uh, verse 14. So, so Jesus tells them, plainly, a few verses in there, we're skipping around. Um, they were like, guys, Jesus tells them, he says, Lazarus is asleep. And Jesus' disciples are like, oh, that's all right. That boy always be taking naps. We'll take it. That's okay. He'll wake up. And Jesus like... He's dead. Look at the verse. Jesus told them plainly, Lazarus has. Somebody say, didn't he die? 
he died. And look at the next part. Look at me. Everybody say, I just want a close relationship with Jesus. Let me show you how you talk to you when you're close. The closer you get to God, watch me, the more raw he talks. Y'all ain't hear me right there. See, if you really want to have a close relationship with God, he ain't putting no cookies and cornflakes and saying it nice. He going to give it to you rough. Let's go animate Bullock. Every now and then, I think you might like to hear something from us nice and easy. And what she say? But we never, ever do nothing nice and easy. We're going to take the beginning of this song and do it nice and easy. But then at the end, we're going to do it rough. Touch your neighbor say, the closer you get, the rougher he talks. Look what he says to them. He died, and I'm glad he died. Where's the compassion? Where's the love? He said, I told you the truth. That is love. He said, I'm not obligated for you to feel good about my plan. Mm -mm. And for your sake, I'm glad that he wasn't, that I wasn't there so that you can believe. In other words, he says, watch this. He says this. He says, listen. He says, look. He says, look. This is going to be used for your good. In other words, let down, or let downs rather, invite the Lord. Say let downs, let down. invite the Lord. There are certain things God lets you get let down so that he would step on the scene and turn it around. Come on, release this over your life. Say some turnarounds are coming. Say in the same place I was let down. Let's finish. Let's finish. But didn't Jesus say he wasn't going to die? Then Jesus said he died. So here's the problem you and I sometimes have with God. Is that, watch me, we're like, well, God, didn't you say it was going to be this? And it's this. God, you just let me down. And God's like, mm-mm, wait a minute, let me let you down. It's not what it looks like at first. In other words, this let down, next time you look at it, it's going to be turned around. Look at me, look at me, everybody look at me, everybody look at me. You ready? Watch this. Say, it's not what it looks like at first. Say, it always looks worse at first. Because he's not a man that he should lie, nor is the son of man that he should repent. Let's skip down to verse 16. Watch what happens when they feel let down. So Thomas, he's one of the 12, called the twin, said to his fellow disciples, let's go die with him. When you feel let down, it can create lunacy. What's lunacy? You start doing crazy stuff. So you feel let down by somebody. Now you're at a 130 driving the street to see if they're at home. Ooh! You feel let down by somebody. And now you're doing ridiculous stuff. You're doing crazy stuff. Y'all ain't talking. One person hurts you, and now you're talking about you don't want to live no more. I'm not coming to church today. I you don't know what happened. You finna let one person keep you from worshiping God? See, I don't know about you. I'm like Joshua. You can do what you want to do. You can have whatever you like. But as for me and my house, we shall serve the Lord. Ain't nobody going to stop me from giving God what I owe him. Thomas, now remember, can I just teach you for a minute, y'all? Can I teach you for a minute? I, I, I need y'all to say it better than that. Can I teach you for just one minute? This the same Thomas that later on going to say, I don't believe that's him. See, when you feel let down, you, you enter lunacy. So let's get this straight, Thomas. You want to die because Lazarus is gone. 
and you don't want to believe that I return? Some of y'all lost me. Let me help you. Let me catch you up on the story. So when Jesus comes back after being crucified, he gets up and Jesus shows himself to them. And they said, Thomas, Jesus is alive. Just like he said, Thomas going to say, I don't believe it. Show me the holes in his hands and his feet. But Thomas, you were ready to go commit suicide because your friend died. And the Lord that you said you love, when he says, I'm back, you want to doubt him? When you feel let down, watch me, your thinking doesn't make sense. Did you catch that? Say, Lord, fix my thinking when I feel let down. Verse 20, let's close this thing out. Let's close. We're riding, Tonto. Let's go. So when Martha heard Jesus was coming, today said, look, Jesus here. She, she went and met him, but Mary remained seated in the house. Jesus here. Oh, let me go, let me go serve. Watch this. I know I'm let down, but I can't get off my post. I know I feel let down, but I can't be off my assignment. I know I'm let down, but watch this. I can't be off my square. Some of you all, watch me, hear me. Let me help you for 2020 in this new decade. Stop letting letdown get you out of position. Because watch me, watch me. Mary, this is the same Mary. Mary Magdalene from Magdala. That's not her last name. It's given to her as a surname because that's where she's from. It's the same Mary Jesus cast out seven demons. It's the same Mary that took an alabaster box of ointment, broke that thing and said, I'm going to worship you. I'm going to worship you. Judah's looking at her like, girl, put that back in there. You messing with my paper. <laughs> and Mary falls down and she anoints his feet and she's making a whole scene. And then she, now think about this, y'all. His feet, they didn't have no socks. They wore sandals. What they wear? Sandals. What they wear? Sandals. The Bible don't say whether or not it was in the morning or, the, you know, it, 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 it don't specifically say. So it's safe to say he had done a little walking already that day. So she take her hair out. And wherever his feet walk, oh, Lord, I love you. I just want to clean your feet, Jesus. Stop. But in this verse, because she feels let down, Mary say, I ain't going to see him. I'm not going to worship him, and I'm not going to honor him because I'm feeling let down right now. Some of y'all, watch this, it's written all over your face. You don't have to say a word, and you keep withholding from God what you owe him because you feel let down. But, but lay your hands on yourself, say, I'm going to give him what I owe him. So Mary remains seated at the house. It's the same Mary. That was doing all that. Just the same Mary that nobody else wanted her. Remember what they called her? They said, why are you letting this woman do this to you? This woman. Jesus, Mary's a little friendly with the saints. Real come. She's a little friendly with the saints. Y'all ain't saying nothing to me. Mary told Jesus in the 12th, Anything y'all need. I'm just a dove away. Shoot that dove my way and I'm coming. I'm just a... Anything. Do you hear me, Jesus? 
Jesus. Anything. Look at me. And everybody else rejected her because she hadn't matured out of promiscuity. Everybody else rejected her because she still had a few issues. But the one man that accepts her, she going to hold her honor and hold her worship because she feeling let down. Say, Lord, forgive me for holding back what I owed you. Let's skip down to verse number 23. And here's the close to the message. There's a lot of dialogue in between. Jesus says to them, he says, um, you know, he's going to live again. Oh, we know, Lord. In the resurrection, Jesus said to her, look here. He said, y'all been around me. You don't even know who I am. Where you'll feel let down by people is when they've been around you for years and still don't know you. You know that they don't know you based on what they would accuse you of. You know that they don't know you based on the fact that, watch this, they've seen you do miracles, so why would you not do it now? Look, Jesus says, Martha said to him, I know he's going to rise in the resurrection on the last day. Look at Jesus' response. Come on, let's close this word. I am the resurrection. He says, so you're talking about he's going to raise in the resurrection. Jesus said, I am the resurrection. In other words, he says, you don't even know who you're dealing with. He said, listen, I'm here. And he said, I'm using your letdown as an opportunity to do three things. One, he says, your letdown affected your love toward me. But I'm let down at the fact that you allowed this to go on. There's a lot of letdown in, in what's supposed to be a loving situation. Remember, Jesus loved them. So the dialogue goes on. Somebody said the dialogue goes on. Jesus says, show me where he is. They walk him over there. And the Bible says Jesus gets grieved. You can float with me in the back. Jesus grieves. Somebody said he grieves. They said, Lord, come and see. Keep going with me. Keep going. Next verse. And Jesus did what? He wept. Somebody said it hurt Jesus too. Watch this. The next part, the next verse says this. Come on, next verse. It says, so the Jews said, see how he loved him. Come on, let's go. But some of them said, could he who not opened the eyes of the blind kept the man from down? Look at me. When you get let down, these Jews that are here, they're professional mourners, which means they come around when you feel let down to say stuff that keeps you down. If God loved you, why are you going through this? Go to the next part. Then Jesus, deeply moved again, came to the tomb. Stop. It grieved Jesus to hear the way they were lashing out because they felt let down. So then Jesus, deeply moved again, he came to the tomb. It was a cave and a stone lay against it. Look what Jesus says. Take the stone away. Touch your neighbor. Say, get rid of the stone. Because for Jesus to turn your let down around, you got to show him where it's at. Watch this. Uh, he says, Lord, by this time, there's an odor. He's been dead for what? Four days. How many days? Four Stop. How many extra days did he stay? Two. So him being there wouldn't have changed it. Come on. So you feel let down about something that wouldn't have been different no how. Go to the next verse. Jesus said to her, didn't I tell you that if you believe, you would see the glory of God? Somebody say, Lord, I believe. Say it again. Everybody say, Lord, I believe. Come on. Next part. So they took away the stone and Jesus lifted up his eyes. In other words, the heavy thing that's blocking. Say the heavy thing that's blocking. Say, Lord, I give that to you. 
See, many times you're not even willing to be honest about where we've been let down. And you got to do that. So look what he says. Father, I thank you that you heard me. And you always hear me. Say, Lord, you always hear me. Come on, verse. He says, you always hear me. He, he said this on the next part of the verse. He says, I know that you always hear me, but I said this on account of the people standing around so, you can believe, so they can believe that you sent me. Look at this. It says the next part. When he said these things, he cried out with a loud voice. Look at me. Say your name. Your government name. Somebody like Peaches. Baby, your, say your government name. <laughs> say come forth. Say it again. Say come forth. Say it again. Say come forth. Next part of the verse. Then the man who came out, his hands and feet were bound with linen strips, and his face was wrapped with a cloth. And Jesus said to him, unbind him and let him go. Look at me. Let's close this one this way. The man has to hop out, which means the place he's turning my letdown around, if he's got to hop out, that means he's going to get to Jesus more quickly. But here's the part I want to end at the 11.15 with. They said, the stuff that's binding him, get it off of him. Because you think letdown is the end. He said, you think because they said no to this one thing that it's over. He says, you have let your letdown bind you up. And now you stuck like Chuck. I don't know who Chuck is. But I want you to know this decade, Chuck ain't going to be stuck. So everybody lift your hands and worship God. Say this to me. Say, Father. In Jesus' name, I take off the grave clothes. The places I feel let down by you, by others, and by myself. And today, I choose life. I choose to live. Turn my letdown around for my good. Can I get everybody in the building to release a praise right there? Everybody online, come on. Well, I pray that today's life-giving message has spoken life into your life. I'm Bishop Foreman, pastor of Harvest Church. And at this time, I want to extend an opportunity to you to give your life to Jesus Christ. You know, 2,000 years ago, God stepped in a body. That body was called Jesus. That body got on a cross and died for our sins. Now, sins are things that we do that don't please God. And they ultimately don't please God because they ultimately are very harmful and dangerous to us. Not only did he die for our sins, he died so we could have life and life more abundantly. Here's what that means. That not only do we experience God's best, but that we can speak life into other people and use our lives to change the lives of other people. And today, if you need to become a Christian for the first time, the Bible says if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth, you will be saved or born again or become a Christian. All those phrases mean the same thing. And if today you were far from God, this is your opportunity to reconnect to God. I love him because uh, he's not the God of a second chance. The truth is, is we've all used our second chance already. He's the God of another chance. He offers us constant new beginnings and fresh starts to get things right for him. He gave his life for us so that we could give our lives for him. So today, if you need to become a Christian or recommit yourself to Jesus right there where you're at, I don't care where you're listening to this message, I want you to say this for me. Say, Father... In the name of Jesus, thank you for dying in my place. Because of this belief, 
And because of this confession, if this is my first time praying this, I am now a Christian. If I was far from you, I am reconnected to you. Great days are here for me. Today is the beginning of the rest of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Listen, if you prayed that prayer for the first time, you are now a Christian. You're born again. You're saved from yourself. And if you were far from God, you're reconnected to God. And here's what I want you to do. Take out your mobile phone and text the word decision to the phone number 59769. And when you do, I'm going to send you a message right away that's going to show you how to make Christianity your lifestyle and not just a hobby. And here's what I want to encourage you to do. You are connected to me and connected to Harvest Church for a reason. It's because this is the place God wants to speak life into your life. This is the place God wants you to grow and become a strong Christian and and serve and change the lives of other people. So stay connected, whether it's at a physical campus or a digital campus, stay connected to Harvest Church. Keep receiving this word and let it speak life into your life. Hope you have a phenomenal day. Hey, congratulations. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why they love Viator. They have over 300,000 bookable experiences and something for everyone. Plus, their travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. Hey, Cricket customers, Max with ads is included with your Cricket $60 unlimited plan at no additional cost. Max is the streaming platform where you can watch Scoob, Meg 2 The Trench, The Nightmare on Elm Street Collection, and so much more. Remember me. Just log in with your Cricket username and password to experience Max on all your favorite devices. We've never seen this before. Max, the one to watch for a good scream with Cricket. Phone plan streams and standard definition programming subject to change. Fees, terms, and restrictions apply. See cricketwireless.com for details.